Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. What year, KT? 2021. No more Happy New Year, right? <laughs> Stop with the Happy New I know, Year. It's I still, hate that. But it's still January. Oh, my God. Okay. Right. So anyway, this is Ask Susie and KT. Anything. We weren't here last Thursday because why? All of you wanted to hear the webinar that you all missed. So we missed getting to do this for you. Are you happy to be back, KT? Yeah, they missed me a lot. Many people wrote in, KT, where are you? You are lying. We, we heard that <laughs> She's webinar. Lying? She's lying. 20,000 times, KT, where are you? Come back, come back, <laughs> Sheba, come back. I'm back. Here we go. Are we ready? <laughs> We're ready. Go on. Hi, Susie. The whole first part of this question is praising how much she loves you and listen to you. However, Deborah's 51. She has two adult kids. And here's the question. Susie, I've lived in my home for a year and I owe $554,000 on my mortgage. I have about $200,000 in equity. So although I have some savings, about $65,000, I still have $35,000 credit card debt and my IRS bill is over 60000 I took a 30000 loan from my 401k, oh dear, to pay the tax bill, but ended up using it to buy a piece of property. I feel so stupid. I'm so ashamed of myself, and I feel like a failure. I've wasted so much money, and I don't even know where to start to get things back in order. Susie, where does she begin? So my dear Deborah, the first thing that you need to do to begin is stop feeling so horrible. We all make mistakes, but we all have the ability to start over again. You just have to be willing to let go of the things that got you in trouble. So it's very simple. Sell your property that you bought. You bought it for $30,000, sell it, and use that money to pay off your credit card debt. You say that you have $200,000 of equity in your home. Take out a home equity line of credit. Listen to me now all the way through this, just in case you need money. Then I want you to use in its entirety your emergency fund to pay off your IRS bill. Dumb. You are now totally out of debt. 
and you have a home equity line of credit at your disposal. If you need cash, you can use it. And then you just start from there. Just stop feeling like you're stupid, you wasted money and that you're a failure. No, you are a warrior and you're not going to turn your back on this battlefield and you are going to win your own personal financial war. Nice. The next question, I actually picked this question because I love your name. It's Jacqueline. Jacqueline. <laughs> Jacqueline, you That's should a see the smile no, on her a, face. I'm Italian girl too, Jackie, but this is a beautiful name, Jacqueline, but you signed it, Jackie. So Susie, here's Jackie's question. I'm 29 years old. I'm currently working on my retirement savings since I spent the past three years in law school. I am currently contributing to and maxing out my Roth IRA for 2020, but I won't qualify for a Roth IRA for 2021 since I'm getting married. And the combined income from my fiance and I will put us over the $208,000 limit. So my current job does not have any retirement benefits. It's only a year-long position. When I start my next job, I'll have retirement benefits, but I'm not sure how to save for retirement for the remaining 10 months I have left in 2021. How should I go about saving when I don't have retirement benefits and cannot contribute to my Roth IRA? You, Miss Travis, are not going to like this answer I'm about to give. No. All right. I, Jackie, get ready. <laughs> Jackie. If you really love the benefits of a Roth IRA, and I have to tell you, you should, then I know, I know, get ready for this. I would simply postpone my wedding for 10 months and get married next year when hopefully people could come to your wedding. It could be COVID free. It could be really a, a joyous occasion because you could hug everybody versus distancing. If that's not an option, and maybe it's not, then just do a back door Roth IRA, go to the past podcast and find out how they work. She's not going to postpone that wedding. Wouldn't you postpone it for well, 10 months? More. I would postpone it because of your second point, the COVID. For yeah. sure, Jacqueline, do it. Listen to Susie, get to kiss and hug each other. You know, those Italians, they're never going to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question is from John. Hi, Susie. I love your podcast and listen often. I have a question concerning my parents. My parents are 79 and 83 years old and live on Social Security at about 30000 per year. They live in Nevada in a condo worth approximately 135000 and it's paid for. We are trying to bring them home to Maryland where we have lots of family and young grandchildren. The COVID isolation and health problems makes this a high priority. My question is, how can they best use the money from the sale of their condo to pay for living expenses for the remainder of their life? We have found a 62 and over condo near us that rents for $1,380 per month. And that's from John, Susie. John, boy, listen, first let's look at the approximately $30,000 per year that they have in income. Number one, if they have this condo that you found for $1,380 a month, that rent alone for 12 months a year is about $16,500. 
That leaves you approximately $13,500 a year or about $1,120 a month. Are you impressed, KT, that I did all that in my head? Yeah, you're fast. You're good with numbers. All right. Anyway, about $1,120 a month that you can pay for other expenses. So you're sitting in a really great situation. The $135,000, if I were you at this point in time, I would not get fancy. I would simply let them adjust and see, do they like living there? Do they miss Nevada? Let's just see how they do moving to a new environment. So I simply would keep that 135000 or whatever you're going to get from the sale of the condo in a high yielding savings account. And I can tell you, that Alliant Credit Union really is one of the highest interest rate credit unions or banks out there right now at 0.55%. And by the way, do you know 135000 at 0.55% would be about how much, KT? <laughs> I'm not a genius. Like right? So about $750 a year, which adds more for the fact that they have a little more money. So if I were you, that's exactly what I would do. It's amazing. Why is that, that amazing? No, not not that, but that you can do that calculation in your brain so fast. Right. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to check it and just make sure I was right, okay? <laughs> She's always right. So this, no, this question I'm is... not always right. What is the saying around the house? Well, that's, that, that's us. KT is always right. Well, therefore, I'm <clears throat> not always right. Okay, this is from Bryson. And this is a, sadly, Susie, this I have to classify as a financial abuse question, and that's why I selected it, because it's real, people. Yeah. This happens. So this is from Bryson. Hi, Susie. My hubs and I are super fans. We gave your new book to our parents. Unfortunately, my mother is being financially abused by her husband. He won't let her have access to any money, including what she earns. I opened a credit union account with her, and now he stole her debit card. My mother's working, but the husband will not let her keep any money. All the money goes into an account for him and his son. If widowed, the house goes to his son, and then my mother can pay the mortgage and live there. What the heck should I do? And he signs it, a man smart enough to listen. Bryson sad, sad story, but one that isn't unusual. So what is it that makes your mother stay in this relationship? She has absolutely nothing to gain. She has everything to lose. And it is probable that all the money that is there, he has and will never give to her anyway. So if I were you, I would seriously encourage her to leave and to get a divorce, and if so, move in with you, just so you can keep her safe and sound. But you need to get her out of this situation, number one. Number two, I would also open up another account for her, another credit union account, hopefully, maybe even at Alliant, but send everything to your address. It can be in her name, but you keep the debit card for her. Then when she wants money or she wants to buy something using that card, 
then she can call up or she can tell you what it is that she wants to buy. You can order it for her, but all mail and everything needs to come to your home, not to her address on any level. Again, the main point of this is I would seek professional help. Um, there are resources on the app, the Women in Money app, for you to take advantage of for her. But I would really, really, really encourage her to leave this relationship now. Financial abuse always leads to physical abuse. And I'm sure things are happening to her that she is not telling you about. So given the fact that she's earning money and she has a job, just leave now and start a new life. It's true, Katie. It's yeah, so sad, right? It is. And, and I feel for you as the son, but thank God she has you. Right. So help her get her out of there. Yeah. All right. Next question is from Lisa. I wanted to ask about fixed annuities. I'm 57. My husband is 56. We have a pretty good net worth, but we won't have any income in retirement. Social Security doesn't start for 10 years. And we have been looking into annuities. We'd like to put a million dollars into two annuities and start taking about 70000 k in income in about six years. The insurance companies can't guarantee any money will be left for our heirs. And I feel pretty bad that this may be depleted, although our kids will have an inheritance from other sources. It's been drilled into my head not to ever buy an annuity. So I'd like to know if this makes sense. And if it doesn't, how do people generate a decent income prior to and during retirement? I've loved you for a long time, Lisa. Are you jealous, Katie? No, everyone loves you, Susie. Not everybody. Lisa, so let's talk about fixed annuities first. I happen to like fixed annuities. A fixed annuity normally is like a certificate of deposit, where the interest rate is fixed for a specific period of time. The problem is not all fixed annuities guarantee you an interest rate for the entire time of the surrender charge. What is the surrender charge? That is a charge that you will have to pay if you want your money before a specific period of time. So that's number one. Number two, however, I would imagine that interest rates today in a fixed annuity, given that interest rates are so low across the board, really don't really give you any benefit whatsoever. Many people went into fixed annuities because the income was deferred and you didn't have to pay income tax on it. Problem is that the interest rate is so low across the board, there's not a big income tax that you will need to pay if you did not do this. So at this point in time, I have to tell you, I would not lock up my money in a fixed annuity. I think you would be far better off taking that $1 million. And if you really want it to grow or for you to see it generate income for you, find a fabulous financial advisor, seriously, that could take that money and invest it in dividend paying stocks. 
that could easily generate for you three, four, five, or six percent a year, even at just three percent a year over six years, you're looking at one point two million dollars. Now that one point two million in six years, even if you averaged a five percent return on that money in dividend paying stocks at sixty thousand dollars a year or 72,000 a year at 6%. And guess what? You wouldn't be eating into your principal at all. Okay, Susie, next question is from Jen. She's a smart cookie, Susie. (laughs) (laughs) She has a cool company in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, ready? Hi, we have $300,000 saved in a money market account at a rate of 0.05%. We have a personal home purchased at 2.85% interest and an investment property, 4.45% interest. Can you guess what Jen does, Susie? (laughs) No. Real estate. (laughs) I'm weary of the stock market as I feel it may have peaked and may slump for a while in 2021. Should we completely pay off the investment home with a balance of $213,000, pay down our personal home so the balance is lower from 510k to 300 or do something else we're not sure what to do would appreciate the opinion she just told us that she has 300,000 in a money market at 0.05% alliant is paying 0.55% that's besides the point however but she has two properties, one that she's paying 2.85% on, the other 4.45%. So the way that you, Jennifer, would make the decision on this is that what is the difference between 0.05% and 4.45%? A lot. So if it were me, I would pay off the investment property in total as long as you're going to keep it. And that way you can guarantee yourself over a 4% return on your money because you don't have any debt. Yeah, I I picked that same answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you like these new glasses on me? Yeah, I do. I like when they're cliche. Everyone, she wears sunglasses like 24-7, but these are clear. I can see her beautiful blue eyes. Cool. All right, ready? Deborah. Deborah asks, hi, I would like to save money for my grandchildren. CDs used to be a good way to do this. I understand that giving money for a 529 is not a good idea for a grandparent. (laughs) We have our own story on that, right, Susie? (laughs) How can I set up some kind of fund for them? There you go. All right, so Deborah, it's not a good idea for a grandparent to open up a 529 plan in your name, in the grandparent's name. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with you giving money to the parents of these kids and have them open up a 529 for the benefit of the children, your grandchildren, but it's owned by the parents. Just that simple. Hi, Susie. My name is Desiree. I'm 39 years old. I work full time. My fiance also works full time. I have three kids who are still in the home, one who is in her third year of college. I love my baby, Susie, and this is why their needs have always come first as they should be. Hmm. I have seriously let so many of my needs go, 
in taking care, but it's now affecting me physically and emotionally. Susie, I've gained so much weight. My teeth are falling apart. I hate smiling. I hate looking at myself in the mirror. I've tried to save a little money to start dental work in the hopes of something besides dentures. But every time I do, something more important comes up. Please, any advice would be greatly appreciated. I know what you're going to advise. We're going to help you, Desiree. All right, go on, Katie. No, tell her about dental saving plan. Oh, right, right, right. Really, right. this is a, absolutely yeah. what she should do to start. So first of all, dental work is expensive. Very. And many people have dental insurance, which I think, I have to tell you, in most cases is such a waste of money, it's not even funny. So Desiree, go on the Women and Money app. And you you can do that by going to Apple Apps or Google Play, search for Susie Orman, and then you'll see where it talks about dental savings plans. You, or you could go directly to dentalplans.com and just look at that. Because if you get a dental savings plan, maybe, right, it'll cost you $100, $120 a year for you and your family, and it can save you 10 to 60% off of all dental procedures. So that's number one, and you should check that out. KT and I have one, and we use it all, all the, the time. time, everybody. All the time. And we, we just, I mean, this is great savings, yeah. huge. However, there comes a point in every mother or father's life where they really need to put their emotional needs first. They need to put themselves first. And you are now at that point. So you, even though your kids are still living at home, one who is in their third year of college, you have to sit down and have a talk and make finances a family affair. And you need to say, I love you kids so much, but I need your love back. I need you to help me to help myself. Talk to them about it. And little by little, things will change. The first suggestion that I would make for you is take a walk. Take a walk and try to walk 20 minutes in one day, 30 minutes in another. See if you can start clocking 10,000 steps a day. That's all. Just make that time for you, walk around the block, walk somewhere, but start walking. When you start putting physical energy out, things start to change in your life. So besides the dental savings plan, start to exercise and just do that. KT, are you ready? <laughs> All right. Susie, Make me, give me an easy quizzy. It's quizzy time, everybody. All right. She tries to stump me. I don't try to stump Dude. you. All right. All right. This one is from Amy, and she says, Hi, Susie. I'm 33 and finally trying to take control of my financial life. My mother opened a couple credit cards for me when I left for college years ago. Come to find out a few years down the road, she racked up $6,000 worth of debt on one card and $1,000 on a second card in my name. Both cards have an interest rate of around 24%. My parents have given me everything and even paid for my college education, so I have zero 
student loans. And I still live at home rent free because I don't feel confident enough with my personal finances. Here's the quizzy. Does Amy use her savings that she tells me that she has $16,000 saved up? Does she use that $16,000 to pay off the debt in full? Or does she transfer the debt to a new credit card with lower interest rates and start to pay it off there? All right. So KT, which one would you do? Absolutely pay off both cards in full. 24% interest is insane. Get rid of the debt. Boom. Are I, you positive? I'm positive. I, ding, I know. Ding, 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 I got it right. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, baby. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and all. And she did get it right, Amy. And I hope all of you out there got it right. Why? It's not just about getting rid of the debt. Amy has tremendous emotional baggage at this point in time. She doesn't even feel financially secure enough to go out and live on her own. Even after she pays off this debt of $7,000, she'll still have $9,000 in her savings account and she can continue to build from there. But more important than money, Amy, and how to get out of debt, I just want to tell you one other thing that I want you to do. I want you to go up to your mom and I want you to tell her that you paid off this debt, number one, and number two, how much you love her and appreciate all she sacrificed for you to be able to graduate college without any student loans and to allow you to live in their home and that you respect her, you love her, and you have such gratitude for all that she's ever done for you. Make sure you say that to her, Amy, because trust me, she feels bad that she had put that money on those cards in your name. Great advice, Susie. Uh, all right, KT, guess what this means? Time for another farewell. <laughs> How should we do it this time? See you Sunday, everybody. Oh, well, that's original. All right, everybody. You stay safe. We can't give up. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.